listeners, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Campion, and this is another episode of One Guest, One Drink, One Question, the most refreshing show on the web. Every episode, as you may know, we bring on one new guest, they share one drink with us, and we ask them one interesting question. So on today's episode, I have a friend of mine, his name is Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, Campion, and how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I just got back from a nice long bike ride. Uh, went up to visit you and your uh, housemates there. It was a lot of fun. Indeed it was. We are uh, all battling a pretty wicked hangover, so it's uh, it's been a pretty sedentary day. Yeah, perfect <laughs> time to record a podcast, am I right? <laughs> exactly. All right, so Dave, uh, what beer or what drink, I guess, did you bring for us uh, today? Today I brought Lucille IPA uh, from Georgetown Brewing, and uh, they are my favorite local beer here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Lucille, and uh, in particular, uh, Georgetown itself was the first brewery that I really enjoyed, or at least I really kind of put IPAs and beer for me on the map. So I've uh, I've always had a small affinity towards it, and uh, it doesn't help that their beer doesn't suck. <laughs> okay, and uh, you know I know they have another popular IPA, the Bodhisattva. Oh, indeed. Uh, why why do you choose Lucille over that one? So uh, this has been a a debate of mine in the past. Uh, Lucille was the one I first picked up on, and uh, I think mm. not to be too nitty gritty, but I think there's just a couple hints of. Uh, a flavor I like in Lucille a little bit more than Bodhi. That's not to say I don't like Bodhi. Bodhi is obviously one of my second favorite uh, IPAs. But uh, of course, Lucille kind of has a little more, uh, a little more reputation with me at least. I've hit, I've known it a little longer, so I've kind of have a a liking towards it. You could say. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to try it. Uh, before we do, Dave, do you have any shout outs or any toast you'd like to give? I would. Uh, the toast I'd like to give is to our Dungeons and Dragons group, the gents go to heck. Uh, mm-hmm. Love and miss you guys. Uh, we we're sitting here in quarantine. We're not able to do it. So I want to give a shout out to them and know that, uh, yeah, can't wait till the uh, next campaign starts up again. Definitely. I'd like to shout out to them as well. I'd like to shout out to you and your whole household over at Vice City. Everyone being so supportive, being guests, being listeners. Uh, it's wonderful having you guys. Absolutely. So, thank you. Uh, let's raise our glasses or our, our cans, uh, crack them open, and say cheers. All righty. Let's do it. Cheers. cheers. Oh, man. That hits the spot. That does. Even when you're hungover. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and I, I love the labeling. Every beer they have says this. Please refrigerate warm beer sucks. I love that. I have a, you know, I have a t-shirt with the Georgetown and it says the exact same thing. That's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, it's got to be one of the best phrases on beer cans of all time. Oh, indeed. And uh, the, uh, the can is very uh, aesthetically pleasing, you could say, as well. Certainly. I love the green and orange. It's great. It's kind of muted. It's not too out there. Nothing like that. Absolutely. Now, is this your, you've had this beer before, correct? I have, yes, yeah. and I always have a pleasure drinking it. Um, it's one of my favorites as well. It's. Uh, I'm trying to figure the notes here. I'm getting a little bit of a maybe a cascade hop. I'm not sure. I'm just an amateur. <sighs> Certainly, maybe dry hops as well. It, it, indeed. Now, have you, do you have any experience brewing beer, Campion? I do. In fact, uh, my father has been brewing for. Oh, I want to say two decades now. Oh, no kidding. So uh, I, I've helped him out on a few batches myself, uh, though I wouldn't say I, I know what I'm doing. 
That's uh, that's exactly where I'm at. My dad kind of got into it. We uh, it started with we got a, a hop plant from a brewery. They just kind of gave it to us as a joke, and we uh, mm. we planted it in the backyard, and it's huge. So <laughs> we're like, that's amazing. We know why, why not just uh, start brew beer, and uh, and we did that, and we tried dry hopping, and our first beer was pretty pretty lackluster. This is like four years ago, so we don't have that much experience with it. But um, the next two, we did a. Uh, a better not pout stout for Christmas, uh, okay. and then we did a, a Newcastle clone. Mm, which, I love Newcastle. I love Newcastle too. I, you know, my coworker told me about it. You know, I'd seen it before, but I never had the pleasure of drinking it. And I tried it, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really good." Got to make it yourself, right? Indeed. Yeah, I know. There's some. Uh, you know, it's not perfect. We kind of have trouble with the carbonations and, and getting the sugars all right, and sometimes our our alcohol content is where we want it to be, but you know, it's, it's by your own hand. It's, it's fun and chemically pleasing and also a nice little science project. Definitely. Now, uh, it's, it's kind of a great segue into the big question of the day that I have for mm-hmm. you. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to make sure you're ready. Are you ready for the big question? I'm ready for the big question. I heard it's pretty fun. Awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. Excellent. So in today's world, um, you know, we kind of are starting to see what's really important, right? Grocery store workers, delivery folks, healthcare workers, uh, but maybe not so much, you know, business people or lawyers or engineers. Um, my question is, if we were still kind of a hunter-gatherer society or a foraging society or a society that, you know, made everything by hand, made it themselves, who would be the top dog? Like what profession or what kind of people would really uh, survive in that kind of society? Oh, that's an excellent question. Okay. So are we talking hunter-gatherer? So there's not like, you know, are, are we still constructing buildings? Are we, are we, are we uh, you know, are we roaming around? Or are we, or we stay, are we kind of staying in the same place? You know, you can interpret it as you like. Uh, Let's just say there's no such thing as an office job okay. anymore. Uh, everyone makes their own food or, or somehow gets it, but not in a way, um, you know, by the supply chain um, in right. mass amounts. Okay. So right off the bat, I'm going to, you know, since we're talking about essential workers and all that, you kind of think what's essential and, and food is obviously very essential. So you could say that the, the hunter or the, uh, and the gatherer perhaps, uh, People that acquire food for, say, the clan, in my opinion, would mm-hmm. probably be a very important part uh, of that. You know, obviously we all have to eat, and uh, and you know, depending on what we're hunting, you know, are we hunting big game? Are we are we raising, you know, are we raising animals and that kind of thing? You think the food has to be one of the most important parts, um, okay. and then. And then I kind of also am drawn to like the medicine man or like the healthcare person in, in this in this sense. Obviously, the person with the most knowledge about about health uh, and kind of the, the village elder that everyone goes to, you know, when they're in trying times per se. Uh, and that I think, you know, even looking back historically, you know, that's always been a very important part of the uh, of a society's you know way of surviving. Um, and that you know you can go out, but you know if you're injured or if you're sick, then obviously the uh, your your power as a clan diminishes. So, okay, that's yeah, that's probably where I would go with that. Um, now, thinking about something else, 
uh, you know, the, the actual, the gathers. Are, are we farming, you know, I'm assuming we're farming our food, right? If, you know, hunting is, it's time consuming. It's moderately dangerous in, uh, in this different world we're talking about. Um, so I think the farming also is very important. Uh, that, that could be, that could be your knowledge of farming, you know, uh, and that could okay. also be, you know, just who has the most, uh, you know, who has the most land or who has the, uh, who, pr- who produces the most, uh, I would say they would probably rise to power probably the quickest out of anyone because hunting, you know, it takes, it takes time and it's not as rewarding as say, you know, planting four acres of potatoes, you know, or something like uh-huh. that. Do you think, do you think it would be the person that owns the land or the person that's working the land or maybe the person with knowledge of, you know, how to best, um, grow the, the food who like of those people, who do you think would hmm. come out on top? I like that. I, you know, I think uh, I was leaning towards the, the pe- person with the land. Uh, I think it's kind of a mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a competition between that and uh, the person who's uh, actually you know has the knowledge to do that. You know, obviously, if you're a, a smart guy or a smart girl and you uh, know how to grow, know what soils best suit what you're trying to grow, I think that could be very uh, that could be very advantageous. Uh, to your well-being, especially if you know, say you're trying to grow something, and yeah, you got five acres of land, which is great for farming. But you know, what if the soil isn't doesn't have the right nutrients, you know, or chem, there's some chemical imbalance, or your water supply is tainted, or something like that, where you know, it's it's yeah, you got the land, but it's pretty much useless. So that kind of leads me to believe that it's the knowledge, it's the like the, the people that are have experience, or that they're you know have the wherewithal. Um, to grow something. So I would say to that, that it would probably be, it would probably be the people, you know, the, the chemists and the, uh, the people with the most agric- agricultural knowledge per se. Okay, certainly. And, you know, I, I want to bring it back to kind of, we are talking about brewing beer mm-hmm. at home, right? Uh, and we're sipping on a great beer <sighs> that probably started out uh, in someone's home before they made it into a mass produced you know, commodity. I want to ask, uh, do you think that beer producers or, you know, brewers, if you will, uh, where they would fall in the kind of chain of command in such a society? Um, some would argue that beer is not uh, a necessity like food is. I think that's a Agreed. foolish argument. Of course, Agreed. it's a necessity. Uh, where would they uh, You know, I'd say, well, let's, let's think of it this way. I mean, if, if we're... You know, say we construct a tavern, and I'm assuming in this society what we have, you know, if you're brewing the beer, you probably have a tavern or something like that where, you know, mm. you could you could argue that they have food there to, that you you can buy, you know, because obviously beer is great with food. Um, so of course. I think they'd, it kind of, they'd probably fall in the, the upper middle, I would say, because, uh, you know, even look at the Middle Ages, uh, you know, people drank, you know, beer and, you know, watered down, obviously. Uh, but it was kind of like a, you know, was, you know, I'm drinking my meal. You know, it, it does have some nutrients, and there's it's it's not nothing. It's not you know just totally empty. There's still there's still you know some stuff that is probably good for you. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Certainly, it's a great source of carbohydrates, and that's energy that you need for exactly for the day, exactly. Right? And it uh, yes, it cures as well as uh, it cures the body, and it also cures the mind. So I think that you know it's. 
there's obviously there's our there's our needs and our wants um and so that's why i think that yes you could argue like a farmer or a hunter would be more important but you know at the end of the day you're still human and you can't you're not a robot you're not going mm-hmm. to eat you know you're not going to sleep and then go hunt you know there's got to be some some downtime uh and you know if we have to build everything then obviously uh televisions or something of that sort you know idle time that we call that we have now would be a lot different so i think you know going to the tavern and drinking a beer you know trying to taking a load off and uh talking with the the local local village people would be uh almost i'd almost consider that uh a need you know especially Certainly. You know. yeah no i i think i think that's right uh you know the people who are going out and foraging for food or working um in the fields for food, they need sustenance themselves. Uh, and beer is that kind of soul nourishing sustenance um, that they would probably absolutely soul nourishing. Night. I really like that. That's good. It's, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, Dave, uh, it's coming to the end of our conversation here on the topic, um, and it sounds like we kind of got to the bottom of. Um, the question we kind of got to the answer in in a hunter gatherer society you know the top dog or the the top people would be the people who maybe have the most knowledge about how to produce uh food and um other other necessities exactly. right it might not be the people who own the land um it might not people be the people who work the land but it's the people who can maybe make it the most efficient. Absolutely. And, and, and going into this, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really have a, a great answer initially, but now that we've kind of glossed over it and, and, and dug a little deeper, it's, uh, yeah, I would, I would argue that the, uh, the people with the, with the knowledge of, of all that would probably be the top dogs. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we were able to come to an answer. Uh, Dave, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, Listeners, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. As you know, this is the most refreshing new podcast on the web. Uh, Dave, before we go, do you have any final uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out you, Campion, for being such a terrific host. Uh, this has been really fun. And uh, I'd also like to shout out to, uh, again, the boys at Vice, staying, uh, staying moderately sane during quarantine. So, uh, yeah, I'd re- I've really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm glad we got down to the end of it. And uh, my hangover's kind of disappearing after I'm drinking a little bit of this IPA. So it's, uh, it's a win-win. Hey, there you go. It's that soul nourishment. <laughs> that exactly, Campion. Thank you very much. So thank you for coming on the show. Shout out to Vice City. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. As you know, every episode we bring on one new guest, we share one drink together, and we ask one fascinating question. We'll catch you next time. Stay safe in Seattle.